Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. Are you guys happy to be here today? Good. That was cheesy week. Like, I, I think so, but you really haven't gotten into the message, and, and um, I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad to be here. And this is one of those things, one of those days that I know that I know that I know that the word of the Lord is going to be for you. So put your hand on your heart and your chest and say, today's word is for me. While it might be for somebody that I know, I'm not even going to think about them. I'm going to think about me. Because today's word is for me. All right. Amen. Um, it's good to be here. I'm so thankful uh, this morning, like I've already said. And, um, you know, I wanted to also just give God some thanksgiving for some decisions that were made just this last weekend in both services. We had, we had folks that gave their heart to the Lord, rededicated their heart to the Lord. And, and come on, can we just pause for a moment and just give God a, uh, just a praise break, you know, for that? I tell you, the Bible says that all heaven rejoices when one, you know, comes to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. When one says, you know, listen, I believe you and I surrender my life to you. And, um, and like I, I said, we had, we had a, a couple in each of the services, and that was just so, so great. And uh, I'm also thankful because our missionaries from Tennessee that went out to, um, you know, to, to rebuild some homes and do some landscaping and just really just, just put in some physical labor, you know, for those folks that were hit by a hurricane down there, we sent a team down to to help them out, and they have returned home, and not only are they home, but they're safe, and they're encouraged in the Lord, and so next Sunday, um, we're going to hear from a few of them just kind of sharing what their experience was like, but um, I believe that this is going to be the first of many kinds of missions trips like the one that they had just gone on, and I want to give a big big shout out, and I know he doesn't like this, but uh, but this really is, is uh, uh, Sean Rogers, um, you know, it came through him. He has known some other people that have done mission work like this. And he said, uh, you know what, we can do this too. We can, we can, there's no reason why we can't, you know, go and, and make a difference. And so, so anyway, I just, uh, I appreciate this team that is gone. And I'm excited to hear more about what God did over those seven days that they were, they were gone. So, we're in a series right now. Um, the series is called Living the Intentional Life, Living the Intentional Life. And this is a series on the book of James. We're going all the way through the book of James. And James starts off in James chapter one saying, hey, listen, this is a message that is written to the church that is scattered. And I thought to myself, man, how, how timely is that? That, that, you know, churches across the United States and around the world are scattered. Many churches can't even meet together. And we that have been meeting together, I mean, look at it. We're all separated. And, and, but I would much rather have this, right, than, 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 you know, than not being able to, you know, not being able to meet at all. But, but I think it's interesting that James, which is the half-brother of Jesus, he's writing to the church that is scattered and they're scattered not just physically because of persecution that was taking place in the, in the land, but they're probably scattered mentally and emotionally and, and maybe spiritually scattered as well. And so James, come on, the half-brother of Jesus, which, which believed in Jesus after Jesus died, you know, he is writing to encourage the church during a, a very difficult time. And so I believe that this series is very timely because we're going through a real difficult time right now, right? I mean, it's not easy, all of the things that we've, that we've you know, had to deal with and, 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 and experience. And, and even within families, you take like a pandemic and then you throw in, you know, somebody that had passed away or a divorce or a child that is making 
you know, poor decisions. I mean, it can take your, your anxiety and your stress level from here and, 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 and just, you know, it can, it can really just mess people up. And we've seen some of that. And so what I love about the book of James is it's very practical. Come on, somebody say practical. So practical, like everything that you read, even though it's such a short book, it's practical, man. It, it, it is for us. Come on today. And so the title of my message is this. It is controlling your words. We talked about serving last week. And so I'm just, you know, subliminally, I'm putting this in front of you that if you are not serving in the church, now is your time to get ready. Today we're going to be talking about controlling your words. Controlling your words. The tongue has always been a problem and it still is today. The words that we speak is always, it's always been a problem since day one and it still is a problem today. It's still a major problem. I think it's interesting that today we live in such a vicious culture, don't we? I mean, I mean, it used to be not very long ago, a couple of years ago, year ago, maybe even you could agree to disagree. You could have opposing opinions and you could come to a place of saying, you know what, even though we don't even though we don't believe the same. Come on, we can talk about the things and keep the things you know, keep some peace. We just won't talk about religion. We won't talk about politics. We won't talk about money. We won't talk about whatever, you know, just so we can kind of keep the, you know, keep the peace. And, um, and today, that's not even the case. If I find out, not, not me, but this is how people are. If I find out that your thoughts are opposing, you know, to my thoughts, then, then there, is an, there is a hatred that's in the, in, in the world today. You know, just because you're not like, you're not like I am. And, and once again, you know, we got to work, you know, to keep things unified, especially online. Have you, have you been online lately? How easy it is for people to say things that you know for a fact they would never say to you in front of your face. But they say all kinds of harsh, mean, crude, you know, crazy things, you know, sitting behind a sitting behind a keyboard. And so um, I remember, and, and this is not a very happy uh, moment. It's not a, it's not a happy um, experience. In fact, I tried to talk myself off of not even sharing this story, but it just continued just to kind of come up. This was before the Lord. This is before God was, was, uh, was a priority in my life. And many of you know that I was uh, I had a real drinking problem, um, a very, very bad drinking problem. I'd start and I couldn't, I couldn't turn it off. And so when you've got a drinking problem, you work for a bar that allows you to drink for free all night long. And that's exactly what I did. I was bouncing at a, at a bar. I'd just gotten out of the Marine Corps not very long. I was bouncing at a bar down in, in Boise. It's called Joe's Down Under. It was the 6th in Maine. And I had ended up, I was feeling kind of just a little too good, and, and I ended up taking a guy outside that was just causing problems in the bar, just took him outside. Well, he was waiting for me after, after the, uh, the bar closed, and I was lit by this point, and I'm not proud of that, but I was, I was, in a, I was just in a bad way, and, um, and immediately it was just, he said something, and, 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 and just crazy stuff went down, and if you've ever been, hopefully you've never been at 6th and Main, at about two o'clock in the morning. Hopefully you've never been there, but it's crazy packed full of, of people. And so we just got after it. And, and, the, uh, and there was about six police officers because there's always problems down there. There was about six police officers that were on the scene, on the situation, like in a, in a second. And it was crazy. And I don't know if it was just because of my military background or whatnot, but boom, I saw that uniform and I went from complete rage and anger to snapping to attention. And every, every single thing that the officer would share with me, tell me to do, hey, get on your knees. And I'd be like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Just like, no, sir. No, you know, I mean, I'm totally just I in, in a second, I just fell in line with honoring the authority of the man that wore you know, the uniform, and it just absolutely just breaks my heart how, how today, you know, and I was, I was completely inebriated out of my head, but still had something inside of me that says you better honor, you know, this, this, this authority that's here, 
and it just absolutely breaks my heart that there is, it seems like that is going away. We don't honor people. We don't honor authority. We don't respect offices. You know, we've just gotten so casual with, um, you know, with, with people. And honestly, I think it really comes down to we are not valuing life. I've, I've been, I don't, I'm working a message out in my mind. But I honestly think that we don't value life maybe like humanity used to value life. And, um, and, and we've gotten to a place, like as a people group, not you, not me, but as a, as a society, we've gotten to a place where, where um, you know, we're just, we're just if, it's, if it's not about us, then, then it, really doesn't, it really doesn't matter. We're a selfish people. And so, so anyhow, um, so, so I just think that that was interesting. We live in a generation and in a time where, uh, everybody is entitled to speak what is on their mind, what they're, what they're thinking. Um, if, if, if it comes across my mind, if I think it, then I'm going to share it. I'm going to say it. I don't care what, if it's right, wrong. I don't care if it offends you. And I would just ask us all today just to ask the question, how is that working for you? How is it working for us as a people? The Bible says this, that... Uh, um, in James chapter 1 and verse 26, it says, If you claim to be religious, but do not control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. Once again, James is not a person that just wastes a lot of time. He really gets right to the core of the matter. He says, listen, you're fooling yourself and, and, and you're religious. your religion is worthless. And so I want us all to identify here today that God takes what we say extremely serious, right? Um, in, in fact, I will say it like this, that a lot of the time we, we categorize sin, right? Like murder, you know, thank God I haven't murdered anybody. You know, adultery is up there. What, what, what's another, what are some of the other big ones that are, that are, that are up there? Lying, cheating, stealing, you know, those kinds of things. And so the, the farther we get down the list, it's like, yeah, we know that God, you know, that those, those, those things really just break God's heart. But at least it's not one of the big, the big two or the big three. And so I want you to know this, that that is crazy thinking. Like our thinking is not proper when we allow ourselves to think that that way. Um, God takes what we say as very serious. In fact, when you study out the things that the Bible says, says that, that God hates and the things that he despises, there's three of the six that deal with the tongue, what you speak and what you say. And if you, if you read the book of Proverbs, you're going to, you're going to, and if you look at it, with with the understanding of I'm going to just look for, you know, God talking about our speech or what we speak and what we say. Come on, you're going to see that all throughout as one of the main themes in the in the entire book of Proverbs. Come on, it speaks a lot about the the tongue. So number one, number one here today, I want to encourage you to take notes. Number one is this. My words determine my destination. My words determine my destination. In fact, Rick Warren, he said it better. He, he said this. He said, you are the words that you or somebody else spoke over your past. You are the words. You, where you are right now, you are the words that, that you or somebody else has spoken over your past. You see, a lot of the words that we speak are internal words. They're not necessarily about somebody else, but they're about ourselves. And I'm telling you that you are a product today of words that you've spoken over your past or words that you have allowed somebody else to speak over your past that has limited you. Come on, and the truth is, is some of you have had some pretty harsh things spoken over you, uh, you know, about you, and you have, and you have brought those in and you've, and you've received those things. And, um, and, and I'm just going to ask you the question, how have you dealt with them? And if you haven't dealt with them, start praying about how you can deal with them. James chapter 3 and verse 3, it says this, We control very large horses by putting small bits into their mouth. By controlling their mouth, we turn the whole animal whatever direction that we want it to go. 
Take a ship as an example. A tiny rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot wants it to go. I've never been on a cruise. Anybody ever been on a cruise like an Alaska cruise or a Mediterranean cruise or a, or a you know, cruise Mexico or just anybody been on a cruise before? I would really like to go on a cruise one day. I think I'll take my wife sometime soon. She just can't get Titanic out of her mind. She's like, Come, you know, I don't want to be on the bow of a boat, you know what I mean, flying one second, then sinking the next, you know. And, um, and so I got to really talk her. I got to talk her into that. But, uh, uh, you know, I have been on a ship. I was on the USS Bella Wood um, Bravo Company Marine Barracks, we, we closed the Philippine base in 1992. In fact, our company was the last uh, Marines that were, that were on Subic Bay. We shut it down. We jumped on the USS Bella Wood, which was a, uh, uh, it was a carrier. It carried uh, a bunch of CH-36 Sea Knights, uh, the Chinooks, the double, double wing propellers. And I'd never been on a ship like this before. And man, I got up on that thing and there was enough men and women and, and people on that ship. That, you know, it was a small city and it was crazy how large and everything. They got bowling alleys in some of those things. I mean, there's just so much, so much room and, and they're so massive. It, it's just, it really amazes me how those things can float. But, uh, but this is the thing is, is that I, when I think about a ship, and a rudder, like we just read about, you've got one man, one ordinary regular man that's controlling a small rudder in comparison to the, 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 the massive, uh, you know, footprint of the, of the ship. And that one man tells the rudder what to do, and the rudder steers the ship in the direction, come on, that it's, that it's, that it's going to go. It just absolutely floors me. Like, you can get into an ocean with something huge like that, with a small rudder, and it'll take you where you desire to go. And the tongue is the same way. The tongue, come on, if you control the tongue, you control the destination. And some of us in 2021, remember I've been talking about this, that 2021 is going to require a little bit more than 2020. Some of us, like the greatest thing that we can do is learn how to control the tongue um, this year. And I believe that God will equip you with the ability to do that. So once again, I want to ask you a question. What negative words have you allowed to remain in your life? Words that you've either spoken over yourself or you received from some, you know, from somebody else. I was reminded when putting this together of my third grade teacher. Anybody have a teacher of all teachers that just stands out and it's like, you know what? This teacher was like the best teacher ever. For me, it was my third grade teacher and his name was Ralph Steinbeck. We never called him Ralph. We called him Mr. Steinbeck. But this guy was bigger than life. He was, he was about like a Dana Hammer. Six foot five, six foot six, just a big man. And, um, and what, what I was thinking about you know, during this message, what caused Ralph to make such an impression? Uh, sounds weird even saying it today, Ralph. I'm going to call him Mr. Steinbeck. What caused Mr. Steinbeck to, to you know, to impact the, the class of 1990? Umatilla High School, Umatilla, Oregon. Go Vikings! What, what caused, you know, our third grade teacher, you know, for our whole class to come together and say, you know what? We should see if Mr. Steinbeck can come, come on to our graduation. And then we thought about it at our 10-year reunion. Boy, we should see if Mr. What the impression that he made on my life was the impression that he made, come on, on, on pretty much every kid that, that, that was, that was in, in, in our class. And, uh, and, and even kids that weren't even in his class made that same. So what was it? Man, he took time. He invested his life into into our lives. I remember, you know, we would have field day, and that was the day that I just went out and I collected all those blue ribbons. You know about the blue ribbons, don't you? But I remember Mr. Steinbeck, this guy was a monster of a man. He would go out there and he would run the obstacle course with us, and, and he was fast. I mean, we were fast, but he, I'm not, he was no smaller than, than Dana, and, 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 and he would just, he would do foot races with us and he would, you know, he would beat us and that was frustrating. 
But he was always come on present and he was always available. And I started to think about I started to think about, um, uh, you know, our our kids here in our own children's church, like right now. You know, we, we, we talk about the importance of one person impacting the life of a, of a child. You know, we got great curriculum back there. I love our curriculum. We do the orange curriculum. Come on, your kids are going to go through the Bible, uh, you know, the major concepts of the Bible every single year. They're being taught and discipled back there. I love that. They play fun games. We got a great, incredible Awana program and, and whatnot on Wednesday nights. And we get a bunch of kids that come out. You know what I mean for that? But do you know, honestly, the most important thing that can happen, come on back there, along with giving them the word of God, is for our teachers to look at them face to face and eyeball to eyeball and just let them know that I believe in you, and you are incredible, you are wonderful, and you are fearfully made, and, and God's got incredible things, you know what I mean, for you, because the thing is, is it doesn't matter how great the program is, if there's not that connection, come on, these kids are going through things at young ages today where they need, you know, somebody to come alongside and say, listen, I believe in you. And even something greater than that, God believes in you and you're going to be okay. Amen. How many of you believe that's important? Amen. So what we speak is extremely important. Come on, the children of Israel, just real quick, because of time's sake. Come on, they, they're led out of Egypt. They've been in bondage and slavery for 400 years. God delivers them. And, and God is a, is a provider, amen? He is Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides all of my needs, amen? And so, so you got Jehovah Jireh that is providing food, fresh food every single day. It's fresh heavenly bread. Come on, think about Texas Roadhouse and the rolls and the, and the honey butter that, that they give you and, and the olive garden where you take your salad and that vinegar dressing and you're just kind of sopping it up with that breadstick and you're just like, oh, this is lovely. Well, listen, they had bread from heaven. I guarantee you it was much better than anything that we've ever, you know, that we've ever tasted. But the thing is, is, is they had it one too many times. And they started complaining. And, and, and they, they were saying things like, listen, take us back you know, to Egypt where we, were, where we were enslaved. We missed the leeks and we missed the garlic that was, that was in Egypt. And I'm just saying this, that those people that began to complain against the Lord and complain against God's provision, guess what? They never entered into the land that flows with milk and honey. They never entered into that. Why? Because of the words that they spoke. Listen, I'm telling you, church, please listen to what I'm saying this morning. Complete seriousness. Your words determine your destination. And parents and grandparents, your words potentially determine the destination of the people that you love the most, your children and your grandchildren. Come on, we have got to change the words that we are speaking. We've got to, we've got to stop being so lackadaisical in this area. So through their tongue, you know, it determined their destination. It's the same thing with you today. I want to talk to the young people. Any young people in here? Anybody still living at home? Everybody's young at heart, but anybody still living at home. They're all in the back. Well, tell them this. I'll tell you where to take them. It's in the book of Proverbs. But young people, be careful what you speak about your parents. We've got some right here. I'm speaking to you now. <laughs> this is all for you. Go ahead and stand up. Come up. No, I'm just totally kidding. I'm totally <laughs> They're like, no, I'm never going to church again. Uh, be careful what you speak about your parents. And, and, and some young people might say, well, you just don't understand. My parents are hard to get along with and, and they're always moody. And I go over to my friend's house and, and, and they've got all these freedoms and liberties. And then, you know, I come back home and it's like I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm in prison and I can't do this and I can't do that. Listen, this Bible does not say 
be careful what you speak about your parents or how you speak to your parents if they deserve to be spoken to well. It says be careful what you speak or how you speak to your parents because that's a, it, it, it's a warning. So Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 20, it says this, if somebody curses their father or mother, their lamp will be snuffed out. Now, while I don't know exactly what that means, their lamp, I could probably study it out, but their lamp will be snuffed out. It doesn't sound like it's real good. You know, I do know this, that the Bible says that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And it could be talking about, and I know that this is probably really what it talks about, because it talks about this in several places in the Bible, that as you walk in righteousness, come on, the benefit or the blessing of walking in righteousness is often tied to longevity of life, long living. And so... So this could actually mean that your days will be shortened in the event that you're cursing and you're not treating your parents with the honor and respect, come on, that they, that they deserve and desire. I think it's interesting in the book of Joshua, you have 12 spies. You know, they get to the promised land, they send in 12 spies to, you know, to check out the land, to, to bring back a report. And 10 of them come back with a negative with a negative report. And I'm just saying this, that when the 10 brought back the negative report, everybody else jumped on the negativity. There's a lot of negative thinking that is taking place right now. There's a lot of negative speaking that's taking place right now. Make sure you don't find yourself jumping on the bandwagon of somebody that's speaking death, thinking death, acting death. Come on, acting negative, speaking negativity. Make sure that they don't pull you into, into that camp and into that place. Come on, when you speak negativity, it will always lead you to a terrible destination, a destination that you do not want to end up in. So Numbers chapter 13 and verse 30 says this, then Caleb, the, one of the ones that, uh, that, that you know, came back with a great report, then Caleb, he was one of the 12, he quieted the people before Moses. He was like, shh, everybody, shh, bring it up. And then he got up and he began to speak. He said this, let us go up at once, like right now, let us go up right now and take possession for we are able. Somebody say that for we are able. Say it again. For we are able. Say it one more time. For we are able to overcome it. But the man who had gone up with him said, we are not able. So Caleb gets up. We are able to overcome. Let's go take it at once. Somebody came up right behind him, but we are not able to go up against the people. They are stronger than we are. Let me tell you this. Their words kept them out of the promised land. And I'm just telling you right now, as sure as I'm standing on this stage on this Sunday, the 10th, come on, in 2021 of the month of January, as sure as I'm standing up here in front of you, there are words that you are speaking over your life or over your family's life or over somebody else's life that is keeping you from the destination that you want to inhabit. And I'm just saying this, change your words. Change your words. It's not that simple, but I'm going to teach you how. I'm going to give you Come on, the solution and how you can change your words. Number two is this. Words are a dangerous spark, right? Words are a dangerous spark. James chapter 3 and verse 5 says this. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. You know, I was just thinking about this last year. Um, Daniel and your family, Sparky, um, we heard, I, I heard, I met a lady that was telling me of all of the terrible fires that they were having in the Medford, Oregon, the Phoenix, the, the Talent, Oregon area. Uh, by the way, that was started by a person. So one person starts a fire. Hundreds of homes are destroyed. Hundreds of buildings are, are destroyed. Businesses are, are destroyed. Uh, mass evacuation 
had to take place. Full, you know, you, you know, like when you go to Boise and you and you drive into a subdivision. Like imagine not just one house fire, but uh, but many houses just completely leveled. And so, so these are the, this is the Alameda fire. And so this woman is sharing me, with me about the devastation that has just hit their community. And, and immediately, you know, I talked to her about her church and we get connected with her church. And come on, you guys were here. You got behind it. We started collecting. I, they, they needed baby supplies more than anything else. We sent other things as well. But how cool was it for Grace Church in Rupert, Idaho to send a trailer of supplies down there just to help. And, and next thing you know, Daniel and his wife's coming up, and they're like, listen, God put on our heart. We're supposed to deliver it. And, and, um, but, but this is the crazy thing. It was started by probably a match. Or, and you hear things about how even a tent stake, you're driving tent stakes, you got the wrong kind of metal, you know what I mean, shoots a spark and starts some dry grass on fire. Like, listen, the, this thing that you started over here, the fire that was started over here, 200 miles away in a short period of time, it's burning and destroying everything in its path over here. And this is the same as your words. Like, your words have the same ability. You can say one thing, and it mess up a complete, an entire family for years to come. Some of you are dealing with things that have been spoken over you. And this thing was spoken over you over 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. And so what we do loosely has the power to destroy. You know, we're thinking like, like, like words are, listen, it was just a small comment. It was just a minor, it was just a minor dig. It's no big deal. But I'm telling you, in those small things that you say, you have the ability to ruin people's lives. And it is your responsibility. You cannot put off, well, I was just raised that way. I was just, you know what, I was raised that you just kind of speak your mind. And, and uh, once again, come on, how's that working for us? How's it, how's it fit into the conduciveness and the unity in our families? Right. See, because the truth is, is what's crazy. Christmas for some families come around. Thanksgiving for some families come around. Birthdays for some families come around. And while they feel a responsibility to go and to gather up with family, they're despising the very day that they have to go. Why? Because something may have been said 10 years ago and it was never dealt with. There was never an apology. There was never humility. It was never addressed. And so you're still hot about it. They're still hot about it. Within the first 15 minutes of greeting and giving hugs, somebody says something, come on, that rubs that thing the wrong way. And then all of a sudden, the rest of the whole trip is just a mess. You're just kind of thinking, man, I just can't wait until we can go home again. Why? Because of the words that we speak. And it's not okay to say, listen, this is just who I am. This is just, this is just how I was raised. You think this was bad? You should have saw my dad. You know what I mean? I, uh, he was much worse. And so we talk ourselves into a place and a position where it's okay to remain the same way. But I'm telling you what, God is telling you today that you need to choose your words and you need to choose them wisely. And you need to speak life. There's power in the tongue. You're either speaking life or your death and, uh, or you're speaking death. And, and he says, listen, speak life. It's interesting, this last week, I, I, I had the privilege of, of uh, I've been meeting with, a, with a, an ex-Marine or a former Marine, not an ex-Marine. Uh, he's, he's, he's in his 90s. He's a Korean War vet. And um, this last week, he opened up to me, and he just, he, 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 he talked about some, because I was just saying, hey, listen, you got some stuff that you want to, that you just want to get off your chest, that you want to deal with, that you want to, you know what I mean? That you haven't maybe dealt with in a, in a period of time. And he shared a story with me. He said, listen, I, you know, back in, I, you know, I just graduated high school. and We read the Bible a lot together. And, and um, he, was, he was just graduated high school. And he was going, he went to Bible college. It was his first year of Bible college. And he started, he met this girl. And he really liked her. And she really liked him. And the girl was the daughter of the guy that was over the Bible college, and she was in the family that was, that was close to, you know, the people that were influential in the church that he was at. And, and anyway, things were just looking good. In fact, they were engaged. He asked her, uh, you know, to, to marry him. And, 
And, and I'm like, man, that's fantastic. That's awesome. And he said, well, there was another guy that, that, that liked her as well. And he, and he spread a rumor about me. I said, well, what happened? He said, well, we just kind of went our separate ways. And he opened up and shared why. And, and some guy shared a rumor about him that was absolutely not true, but immediately, you know what I mean? It got back to the girl, his fiance, and she was treating him, shunning him, treating him completely different. And, and I was like, what in the world was said? And, and, and this is what was said by one of his classmates that liked the girl that he was. They, they, in fact, they ended up getting married. He said, oh, yeah, don't you know so-and-so is a homosexual? And, and it absolutely just broke his heart, broke her heart, divided him from the family. And so here's a guy that's going to Bible school, going to Bible college. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, and, and, and his life is, is lining up. And then he has to run. And so he joins the Marine Corps. And, and God certainly used it. But his life made a huge turn because of the words that somebody spoke and, and the words weren't even weren't even true but what a terrible terrible thing what a terrible way to treat somebody just by saying anything derogatory or bad you, you know what i mean treating them in that way and and that guy ended up marrying his uh his fiance and so here he is he's 90 some years old korean war veteran Still dealing with things that happened when him happened that were spoken to him, spoken of him back when he was 17 years old, 17, 18 years old. I'm telling you what, come on, this that spark that is a is a fire. Come on, it matters. And we have to be people. And especially this, like like I've said a lot of bad things that 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 I wish I could take back. You can't take them back. But listen, if you've made a mess with your mouth. Why don't, you, why don't you start going around to the people that you've made a mess with your mouth with and just say, hey, listen, I apologize. Would you please forgive me? You know what I mean? Because God can use humility in a way that pride, you know, can, cannot be used. And so anyway, I got I to gotta, I gotta move on here real quick. But, um, but uh, uh, Proverbs 10, 19 says this, that too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. Boy, was I so thankful that I got it right. Like I share with you guys all the time where I get it wrong. But I want you to know this week, and it was probably because I was reading James chapter 3. I got it right, guys. I got it right. I'm so happy. I got, I got it right. I'm going to get a shirt that says I got it right. One time. Like I got it right. One so, so this is what happened. I was sitting in a group of people, and I was talking about something that I know a lot about. Not haughty, I just know a lot about this. And then all of a sudden, there's this woman that pipes up in the middle of the conversation, and she's speaking like she knows a lot about the topic, but she don't know a lot about it. She, matter of fact, I'm thinking she don't know nothing about what she's talking about. And many times throughout the conversation, like something on the inside is telling me, tell her she's crazy, that she don't know what she's talking about. But I didn't. That's where I got it right. I totally, and I'm being completely transparent with you. I was like, you know what? She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's just talking to talk. She really likes to hear herself talk. And then, uh, and then, and then, you know what I mean? I, I peacefully got through it, but probably over 20 times I wanted to interject something, letting her know that she was wrong. And so anyway, the very next day, I'm in a completely, I didn't talk about it to anybody. I didn't say anything, didn't say anything to my wife, didn't say anything. It was just me. I was like, I was, I was like, boy, that was tough, but praise the Lord. I held my tongue. And um, the very next day, I'm in a completely different group of people and this is the craziest thing the same topic of conversation comes up and there was a third party knows nothing about nothing that shared the same information that this woman that I thought was all wet shared and that woman was right 
I, so this is where I was completely celebrating. Immediately, I was like, God, thank you for not letting me open my mouth and, and, and tell her that she was wrong because she was 100% right, and I was the one that was completely all wet. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I got it right. Hold your tongue. It'll help you. Number three is this. What I say exposes what's on the inside. You know, if I, take a, if I take an old well, you know, one of those wells with the, with the rope on it, it's got the bucket. If I take that uh, well and I lower that bucket all the way into the bottom of the well and then I bring it up, come on, what's in the bucket shows you what's inside the well. Hopefully it's clean water. But what you bring up exposes what is on the inside. And that's the same way that our words are. James chapter 3 and verse 9 says this, With the tongue we praise our Lord, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. James chapter 3 and verse 11, Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Can a fig tree bear olives or can grapevines bear figs neither can salt a salt spring produce fresh water listen it, it's really not so much about your tongue and the words that you're speaking it's really a revelation it re reveals what's on the inside the heart of a person and the truth is is that some of us we may just need a transplant like like if if you're always speaking derogatory negative cuss words like like listen I want to speak to the ones that you speak differently outside of this church than you do inside of this church on Sunday morning like this word is for you like if you're two different people like if you're if you're one way here and somebody completely different out there this word is for you in fact I'll buy you a shirt that says this word James chapter three is for me and, um, and, and so, so I really want you to, to take onus of this, ownership of this, because you may need a transplant because the Bible says that the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. Who can know it? All right. So what do we do? James chapter three and verse seven, all kinds of animals and birds and reptiles and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. This is real encouraging, but no human can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison, right? It's dangerous, right? It's talking about the tongue is full of poison and deadly. And you're saying, change your tongue, change it. But the Bible says that I can't change my tongue. I think it's interesting. My grandson Stetson, he has been such a generous little boy. And he's, he's a boy that just loves to share. Well, something changed. And guess what? He didn't have to be taught this change. It just started happening. He goes into my fridge and he has grandma give him a big bunch of ice cream, my ice cream in his bowl. And he comes and parks himself right next to me. And um, and, and I'm like, oh, Stetson, that looks good. Papa would love some ice cream. Can I have a bite? And typically he would say, sure, Papa, here. And we would share. This was a different day. And guess what? He didn't have to be taught. He said, no. I said, what? I said, you know whose, whose ice cream that is, right? He said, yeah, it's mine. <laughs> I said, where did you get it? He said, the refrigerator. I said, that's mine. And who bought that ice cream? Well, you did. That's mine. Can I have a bite? No, Papa, go get your own. And, and so we had, we had, a, we had a, a, a moment, but something shifted. Something shifted. He's like, it's right there. You go get your own. You know, he was not going to he was not going to share his ice cream um, with me. And I just think it's interesting that by nature, you know what we, we kind of, you know, he's going to he just like you and I are going to have to deal with that. Come on with the word of the Lord. So listen, I'm just saying this. You cannot tame the tongue, but God can tame it. And if you ask him, he will absolutely help you. One of the ways that you can do is start coming to some of the things that we've got going on here. If you've got an issue with your mouth or your thoughts or your thinking or some sort of an addiction, like we should be the ones that are at 
the events that we put together. 21 days of prayer. We're all the way into, into day 10, I promise you. If you take it through day 11 through 21, it's going to be beneficial to you. I'd love to see some new faces come. We've been having great turnout, powerful, powerful times with the Lord. But, uh, but come and be a part. Psalm chapter 19 and verse 14. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Come on, you can pray. You can ask God to help me. God, help me that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing. Come on to you. And guess what? God will do it. If you pay attention to it, come on. He will. You know what I mean? He will. He will do an incredible work. You guys remember that old that old kids rhyme? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but what? But words will never hurt me. That was the first big lie that you and I were ever told in, in life. Because the truth is, some of you and some of uh, the words that have been spoken in my life has caused more damage than if somebody just flat up threw a rock at me or hit us. Like that heals up quickly where some of the words that have been spoken, it remains a long time. And I just want to ask you, are you speaking life or death? Are you speaking treasure or trash? Like, are you leaving treasures with people through your words? Or are you just throwing trash, you know what I mean, on them? And if you're throwing trash, pray to the Lord and he will help you. Number two, let 2021 be the year that you limit what you let in. Boy, if God spoke to me clearly, he was speaking to me this. The heart is affected by what you bring into it. The music that you listen to in your ears, the things that you watch on television, come on, it affects you. You know, ah, it really doesn't affect me. I've been serving the Lord for a long time, and, and I, can, I can differentiate, and I can do this. Come on, I'm just telling you, listen, if nobody else is going to tell you, and I'm telling myself this, it affects you. It makes a, it makes a big difference. What you allow, come on, in your mind, the thoughts that, that steal and take over your mind, come on, it matters. And so let 2021 be the year where we begin to put filters, come on, on our eyes. We put filters on our ears and we put filters in our mind. And anything that is against what God wants to do and he desires to do, come on, in your life, get rid of it. I promise you this. I was speaking to somebody. Oh, Tiff. Where's Tiff? I was speaking to somebody. Just yet she cut my hair. How'd she do? Pretty sweet. Thank you. Go see Tiffany. She does a great job. Um, I was sitting in her chair, and she, I was like, hey, how's it going? She's like, you know what? I've been doing some of the prayer. And, but she said, you know what? Way back when you asked the church to fast, she said, God put on my heart to fast social media, Facebook. And, uh, and she said, you know, I've not, I've not gone back to it, you know what I mean, since then. And, and, and I, she, I, she said, it's changed my life. It's absolutely changed. In fact, she got onto it just for a little bit, only to get right back off of it again, because immediately some of the same junk was just was just coming back. Now, listen, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just giving you a testimony of somebody that put a filter on an area in her life and it has really blessed her and it's it's really helped her. And so so come on. Twenty twenty one is the year of the filter. And uh, Matthew chapter 12 and 34 says this for out of the overflow of the heart. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man brings good things out that is stored up in him, while the evil, mean, the, the evil man brings evil out of the good that is stored up in him. Proverbs 4.23, above all else, the Bible says, guard your heart, for everything flows from it. So out of your heart, you do, you move, come on, you speak, you think. Number three is this. Last one. Matthew, please. All right. Uh, last one is this. Decide to bless instead of curse. Make a decision today to be a blessing, to speak blessing. You know, if you've been a person that is just, you know, it's quick to just say the sharp thing, the jab. You know, you're pretty good with your with your words. Come on, really hone in those same skills that God gave you with your words to speak life and to be a blessing to other people. I mean, how cool would it be if if many people went to work this week and, and your coworkers could, could visibly see something different in you. In fact, to the point where they would come up to you and say, man, what happened to you? Well, what do you mean? Yeah, I don't know, man. You're just, something's different. You're just, you're just all positive now. 
And then you could just say, well, I went to church Sunday morning, and let me tell you what, what the Lord showed me. Amen? Because I'm telling you, if you like, like this doesn't have to take a long period of time. You can make a decision today. God can empower you today, and you can be changed today. Amen? All right. Um, speak blessing. Set reminders to bless people. This is kind of what I've been what I've been doing. Somebody comes across my mind, just give them a call. Say, hey, listen, this person probably came across my mind for a reason. And um, and even if it's a, a 20 second conversation, hey, I was thinking about you and I hope you're doing all right. And maybe it turns into an hour and a half conversation. I don't know. But um, but but work a plan, make a plan and work it. So use your words to encourage people and to give praise. I learned this a long time ago, and I've not always been the best at it, but, but when you bring correction to somebody, always correct in private, but praise in public. Amen? Like, like, like just correct in private. There's times for correction, but bring praise to them in public. Ephesians chapter 4, 29, Let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit them. Also, speak words of healing. Somebody say healing. I was able this week, just because of the nature of what we've been doing with the 21 days of prayer, I have prayed for so many people this week. And do you know what my prayers have been? They have been filled with faith. Just like, like Lord, you are able. You know, I know that this, this, this doesn't seem like there's very much hope, but God, this is, the, this is who you are, the God of the 11th, the 12th hour. Like you can change things in a moment. You can do things. And so speak faith. Come on. Um, you know, bless with, with, with faith. Speak words of healing. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 4. The tongue that brings healing is a tree of life. How cool is that? Speak healing. You have the choice to do that. And always speak faith. Proverbs 18, 21, life and death are in the tongue. I want you to know this, that when everybody else is down and everybody else is discouraged, instead of just kind of letting them pull you into that place, you know what? Be that difference, that change and say, man, what a great opportunity for a little bit of light to be shown in this darkness. And you just begin to change the atmosphere by the smile that you put on your face you know what I mean, by the words that you begin to speak. And I'm telling you what, God will use you. There's a lot of discouragement, a lot of discouragement in our world today. And God has positioned you there to encourage the people that it may benefit them. Last point is this. If you change your words, you'll change your life and you'll probably change somebody else's life too. Change your words, change your life. You probably changed somebody else's life as well. Amen. Hey, this morning, just real quick, I want to just I want to pray for you. First of all, if there's anybody here that you just don't know if, if you're if you're saved or not, like like you really need to know that the Bible says that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, if you surrender your heart to him and you say, Lord, just forgive me of my sins, come into my life, then guess what? Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. That means that, 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 that when you pass from this life, which we all will, we will all die unless he comes back. We'll just go with him. But when you die, that means that God has a place for you. And I want you to know this, and I'm not saying this to manipulate you or any way, but we've got to be more intentional about sharing the truth. And, and sometimes that deals with the hard conversation. I want you to know this morning, church, that not everybody that dies goes to heaven. I know we like to put them there and we like to, you know, we like to think that 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 that's where they're at. But the truth is that if you deny Jesus and, and I know this because of the goodness and the love of God, like God shows himself so many times to people. He really does. He he just he's always reaching people because he loves us all. I know how many times he's reached for me and he's never given up on me and he's never been a respecter of persons. So that means that he doesn't love me any more than he loves anybody else. He just loves us. So he's constantly reaching. And I want you to know that you like for you to have a place in heaven and eternity with him, you have to know him. If you don't know him, 
then he, he doesn't have a place because you've denied. He has given us everything, but we, but we just push him away. We're just like, no, I'm going to live my own life. I don't want to live for you. I'm, I don't want to surrender to anybody. I'm going to do my own thing. You know, I'm going to eat, drink, and, and be merry. And I'm just saying, listen, that whenever the Lord, the Holy Spirit, maybe what you're feeling right now, you don't know what that is, but that's the Holy Spirit identifying that what I'm saying is absolutely true. That he loves you and he died on a cross for you. And there's nothing more than he wants than for you, come on, to be in right relation. He wants to save you. And all you have to do is just say, God, I believe in you. And, and, and help me, God, because I'm struggling. You know the things I struggle with. But he wants you just to give the things that you struggle with. And he's like saying, do you trust me with them? Just give them to me. Don't worry about the end result. I will work things out, but I have to have your heart. I have to have your belief. I'm also going to tell you one other thing just real quick. Many people think that there's many ways to heaven. I don't care what media or what culture begins to say or what, what person is saying a weird prayer. I'm telling you what, there's only one name whereby which you can be saved. And it is the name of Jesus Christ. And there's no other name. There's going to be, there is going to be a lot of people that are attacking the ideas of, of what we believe. The Bible to, you know, the, the Bible's clear on these things. It's going to be attacked. And you better just know what the Bible says. And don't buy into, well, God just loves everybody. And, and you know, we're all just going to be around singing kumbaya and, and and listen he has given you everything he has not withheld anything and so i'm asking you today if you want to give your heart to jesus i would love to pray for you but this is something that you've got to do and um, and you gotta do it public listen if you're ashamed of the gospel if if, if, if you if you're ashamed of him that's a very very scary place to be but uh if you're here this morning and the Lord's doing something in your life, I'd just like you to stand with me, please. Awesome. Thank you. Lots of recommitments. I love this, guys. Listen, 2021, it's a new year, right? This is the year that we, that we, we, we trust God more. We, 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 we read our Bible more. It's the year that we grow spiritually more, that we, that we go deeper more. Amen? The Lord is, just look around just real quick. There's a lot of us. None of us are alone. I'm telling you what, there's something new that has been birthed in me over these last couple of months. Like, I am so appreciating this special place that, that is happening in my own life. And so I want you to know that, look around, just look around. You're not alone. We're all making this decision together. You know what the enemy would say? Boy, you've been walking with the Lord, Travis, for a long time. You should be farther. And I'm just going to tell him, hush up. I'm a work in progress and 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 I don't have to I don't have to play like I'm better nor do you have to play like you're better. Amen. God's doing the work here today. Let's pray together. Lord, we give our lives to you today. I thank you Jesus for the cross of Christ. Motivated by love, you came, you served, you gave and you died. And you said, listen, anybody that believes in me will not perish, but will have everlasting life. And while it's really cool to think about living forever, what we really need to consider is what kind of a life that's going to be. And the truth is more amazing probably than our best day that we've ever had on this planet. And, um, and, and it's just going to be incredible. And, Lord, I want to be there. And I want to be there with you. I want to I I see you clearly. I want to continue to grow here. But I know this, that I will see in full where we see in part right now. I look forward to that. And thank you, Lord, for loving us all so much. And we declare with our own mouths, in whatever way you want to say it, Lord, I receive you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap this morning. Awesome. Real quick, they'll put a number up here in the event that you made a recommitment. Once again, just follow the steps. It gives me an opportunity to stay in contact with you. But uh, 
listen, let's work together, right? You're having a bad day. I'm having a bad day. Let's seek each other out. Encourage one another, right? We got to get back to the basics, church. God bless you. That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.